This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast, with your hosts, Will Robles and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic. What is going on, Orlando Magic fans? Uh, it, you are back with the Six Man Show with your boys, Jonathan and Will. We have our boy, Will, remote. Hey, what's up, Will? What's going on, guys? All right, it is September 22nd, 2019. We're recording this just before 10 o'clock at night. Will is remote. Um, Will on his way back from South Carolina. I think you were helping some friends move. No, we're just over there visiting. Oh, you're just visiting. Man, I, I was trying to give you props, man. I was going to say you're – I mean, I already think you're one of the best guys ever, but that would really make you, like, one of the best guys ever if you're helping no, friends cool. move from, like, a different state. You know what I'm saying? No. Yeah, we took a little mini vacation to Myrtle Beach. Nice, man. That's awesome. So you're, yeah, they're on their way back now. So we're wishing, you know, them safe travels on the way back. And then, uh, we'll be back on, <clears throat> excuse me, location, uh, next, for next week's show. Um, but basically, uh, my voice is, is pretty much shot right now. Um, I had my brother's wedding yesterday. So a lot of, you know, cheering and, and singing and all that crap. Not crap, but uh, all that stuff at the you know wedding and the reception, and then today, my New York Giants were in town here in Tampa Bay, so had to make sure uh, we uh, we went to that game. So that was a, a lot of fun. But uh, anyways, um, you guys might notice that the the quality is is down just a little bit from uh, our our normal shows this week, just because of the fact with Will being out of town and um, you know just for kind of you know time purposes, it's just really been a, a crazy weekend for for all of us. So. Um, but yeah, we, you'll, we'll be back to our uh, lovely, normal-sounding voices uh, on next week's episode as we ramp up for uh, for training camp and then uh, for preseason as well. So, um, just really a, a couple quick things uh, before we get into some fan questions. We you know we just mentioned that training camp is going to be coming up here uh, pretty shortly. That will be starting um, next week, uh, so we're very excited for that. Uh, and then preseason will be starting October 5th. So uh, the season is, is really right around the corner. And uh, I know that Will and I, you know, both really can't wait for that. So, yeah. Anyways, though, uh, really the, the biggest thing that happened this week was the Magic picking up the uh, the options for the 2020-2021 the season of Mo Bamba, Jonathan Isaac, and Markel Fultz. So, well, you and I haven't really talked about that too much. So, let's uh, we'll save Markel for last because I know that's you know really the the biggest surprise there. But what does this say to you about you know the Magic you know picking up Jonathan Isaac's you know option um, you know for for not this season but the the following season? I mean, this just tells me that they're invested in the, in the young core, in the young group, and you know they. Jonathan Isaac has potential, Mobamba and all, you know, both, they all have potential. And, you know, they, they believe in what we have going right now. And I think that it, it should turn out, it should turn out good. And, and Isaac's going to just continue to improve and become a better defender and shooter. And, you know, we have something good going. Right. Yeah. It's, it's really not very surprising, you know, that they picked up the, the options for Jonathan Isaac and, and Mobamba, you know, apart from, you know, off the court, you know, like a- Antonio Brown type of issues with what a what a nutcase that guy has turned out to be. Oh yeah, um, that's crazy. Oh my gosh, 
But without, you know, stuff like that happening or just being, you know, a complete and, and utter bust, it's very rare for a team um, to not pick up, you know, a, a lottery picks option, you know, heading into their their second or, or third year, as in the case with, with Mo and Jonathan. Uh, but just to echo what you said, I mean, this is just another sign, obviously, everybody pretty much uh, expected Mo and, and Jonathan's options to be picked up. Uh, for the 2020-2021 season, um, you know, like you said, they they believe in the young core. They're you know investing further in the young core, uh, and yeah. this is obviously just a you know a maneuver you know to 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 obviously state that you're keeping them around, keep them happy, all all of that good stuff uh, as well. So same thing you know with Mo Bamba though. Um, showing that you're you still believe in him you're still investing in him uh that's just a message that's been echoed you know all off season even you know with the uh re-signings of, of Ken Birch and, and Nick Vucevic is that Mo is still uh, a huge part of our core a huge part of what is going to be this team's future and all of that good stuff so uh really no surprises there well uh before we start talking about Markel though um you actually watched uh, that that USA game uh, against France, did you not? Yeah, yeah. Where, uh, where Evan uh, was giving Team USA the business, and, uh, and yeah. USA was uh, was upset um, by France. So the reason that I'm really bringing this up is just because, first of all, you and I, you know, kind of have a bet that if Evan averages 25 points a game this season, that I'm going to owe you, you know, a thousand dollars. And I'm yeah. really, really, really hoping that that does not come to fruition because, to be honest with you, you'll never see that money. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I outside, figured that's a good outside of something crazy happening. No, I, I would, I would pay you uh, incrementally over time. We'll, we'll work out some kind of payment plan or something. Yeah, a dollar, but, a dollar a day. A dollar a day. I mean, that's thirty bucks a month. I, I was thinking, you know, maybe, <laughs> uh, you know, I'll just give it to you when I got it, type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. But no, I, I to me it's just a big deal, uh, just because the the better off season that Evan has, if he can just carry that, you know, into our season, I think that'll be really big. It looks like he's, yeah. you know, playing more controlled, you know, when, uh, when he was playing with France in, in the FIBA World Cup. Um, it looked like he was making, you know, better decisions. Obviously, uh, he was knocking down shots and knocking down, you know, big time shots. So uh, hopefully, Evan will just kind of be able to carry that, you know, momentum into the season and, and just have a better year than he did this previous season. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, so let's, let's talk about Markel. So uh, the magic also picked up Markel's uh, 2020, 2021 option. So Markel has still yet to put on, you know, a, a magic uniform in an NBA sanctioned game has yet to play a, a second for the team I know there's been all kinds of, you know, jersey sales. I, I've seen people wearing the Markel Fultz, you know, magic jersey. I have one myself. People are very, yeah, very excited. For, one. What's that? I said I was going to say you have one. Yeah. So people people are obviously very excited for this kid to, you know, make his debut and contribute to the team, but he still hasn't done it. So all the hype that we're building – and now the Magic are doubling down and saying, if we're going to keep this guy, you know, through the rest of his rookie contract. It's just the feeling keeps growing that the Magic knows something that the rest of us don't. Yeah. 
I mean, what what did the magic um, you know, basically exercising that team option for 2020, 2021 on Markel mean to you? Oh, well, I mean, it, it means that they're they're fully invested. Like I said earlier, it means they're fully invested in the young core. And, it's, you know, they've seen what he can do already, whether it's, like, practice or and whatnot. And they, they know more than than we know, obviously. And it's it, it got to mean that he's, he's ready to go. That's, you know, that's actually – that was going to be my oh. next question. So you feel like the Magic think that he must be ready or he's going to be ready very, very soon. Yeah, right? I, I believe I believe he's ready right now, to be honest. Um, whether or not he starts right away and and, and whatnot, but I, I think he's ready to go. Yeah, I mean, to me it's just if he wasn't ready or, you know, getting very close to being ready – at this point, it's been 10 months since Markel has played, like, you know, an organized five-on-five game. So yeah. for an injury that did not require surgery, that was just basically, you know, physical therapy, you know, rehabbing, stuff like that, for that type of injury, if he wasn't making progress, you think by now we would have heard that, you know, the only other option was for him to have that um, thoracic outlet decompression surgery to try to yeah. – you know, get, you know, rid of that pain, discomfort, get some strength back. So if that hasn't happened by now, the magic, you know, we, we've we seen, you know, videos coming out, you know, of Markel playing, you know, dunking, shooting a basketball, doing, you know, basketball things at this point, even though for the most part, those have been removed from the internet. Um, you can still find them on the six man show Twitter, by the way. Um, yeah. <laughs> all of, <laughs> all of these things are just, to me, and I think you agree that all of this is, you know, pointing towards Markel being ready and probably being ready, you know, by opening night. Yeah, the Magic are probably trying to keep him happy and showing, hey, you know, we really do believe in you and that. But um, this doesn't seem like a front office that is really going to make, you know, foolish, you know, hasty decisions just to try to make Markel happy if they're exercising yeah. that team option. They're they have a you know, really good reason to believe that he's going to be playing, you know, this season and, and the next season as well. So to me, yeah. I mean, try yeah, to – Yeah, I believe – go ahead. No, just try to, you know, temper expectations if you can. If you don't want to, that that's fine as well. Yeah, exactly. I just I just think that they did this early on before training camp, before the preseason, to uh, lessen any pressure that he, he may feel right now, you know, Going into the season, not um, you know, not feeling like the team fully invested in him would would be bad um, for him and probably his confidence too, just not knowing um, you know whether or not he's going to be on the team for the rest of you know the season or his career. But now he was, they pick up that you know they pick it up his option and now he, he's ready to go. He knows where he's going to be you know, finishing this season and the next, and, you know, just coming in and working hard with the other guys and seeing what we can do. Yeah, man, um, I think you made a great point. You know, it helps, you know, his confidence, obviously, you know, the team is showing that they, you know, believe in him. And by exercising all those options at the same time when they really could have waited until October to see where Markel Fultz is at to exercise that, Doing it all at once just makes it seem like it's, you know, just business as usual. 
not a big deal. We have our young guys. We're exercising, you know, the, the rookie options that we have, just like any other team, you know, in the in the NBA would do. So um, just extending, you know, that, that confidence and that belief to Markel. Um, at the same time, though, not making a big deal about it, not making a big stink about it. It's really not a big deal in their eyes. They're bringing the guy, you know, that they believe in back. But um, just all of these things that, you know, are, are continuing to happen with Markel, you know, in my eyes, just really gives us more reasons to, to be excited and to kind of raise the expectations of what this team might be able to uh, accomplish, and, you know, come the, you know, the season. But uh, at the end of the day, like a lot of people have said, we need to see the kid, you know, put on the shorts. We need to see him get on the floor uh, and, and go to work. So uh, until that day comes, we're just still kind of waiting and wishing, you know, and, and hoping. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, glad that we got to talk about, uh, you know, those guys, you know, getting their options picked up. Hopefully they're going to be around a really long time in Magic uniforms. But, well, let's get into to some fan questions here. We have we have quite a few. So some of these we might be able to, you know, dive into a little bit. But some of these, uh, you know, we might be able to get through pretty quickly here. We kind of talked about this already. So from our boy uh, Simson Latchy, uh, at, yeah, at Simson Latchy uh, on Twitter, he's asking, in your opinion, will Markel be our starting point guard? Starting point guard, I, I meant to say guard, but it just came out God when I talk about Markel. That's kind of weird. Uh, will he be our starting point guard on opening night? Also, love the show. Thank you, my man. So, Will, do you think Markel will be our starting point guard on opening night? I don't think he's going to be the starting point guard opening night. I think um, they'll still keep DJ with the chemistry that they got. Um, but, I, you know, I obviously he's going to play. I feel like he's going to play come opening night, but to start right away off the bat, I don't think so. I think they're just going to warm them up and ease them, ease them into it a little bit, and, and that's it. Unless Markel comes into training camp and just absolutely destroys DJ Augustine, um, I'm, I'm on the same boat, man. I don't see him starting opening night. Um, I think probably if that's going to happen early in the season, I don't see that happening for maybe 10 games at least until, you know, we're sure that this is going to be a consistent thing, that, you know, he's really playing well, um, give them some practices to just kind of adjust to each other, get him some time, you know, in the live games to see how he's going to fit with that first unit and then also see how that second unit might also play with DJ before they really commit to making that change because, to me, that that's really a, a big change. That would be like a, a pretty significant moment um, for this team saying, you know, we're going with Markel as the starting point guard. Um, that's, you know, committing to him long-term because then we're looking at Markel, Jonathan Isaac, Aaron Gordon, and Mo Bamba, you know, kind of as our car core four, excuse me, and the pillars of the team going forward. Up to this point, you know, we've thought, you know, Markel really can be a part of this future of the team. Um, but we, once again, we've yet to see it on the floor. So, if Markel becomes the starting point guard of this team, that's really going to be a big deal, um, and, I, and I think it will be a big deal for the Magic. So we're kind of exactly. kind of in the same spot there. Uh, and then from our boy uh, Alexander Ooze, at Oswald Fortuna on Twitter, what do you guys think our floor is this season? Like what are the things that could go terribly wrong, aside from obvious injuries, that would cause us to win less than 40 games? So outside of injuries, Will, what do you think – uh, could happen that would cause this team to win less than 40 games. Yeah, I just feel if if 
Jonathan Isaac doesn't make the improvements that we're hoping for, if Bamba doesn't make the improvements, um, same with, you know, pretty much for everybody, if, if these guys aren't making the improvements that we're, we're hoping that they're, they make, um, I don't know if, you know, our, our success from last year will continue. Um, if Fultz doesn't come in and kind of provide something and, and stuff like that, we just need our guys to continue. Terrence Ross shooting from three, what he did last year and, and being one of our go-to shooters. Um, Evan playing the defense he was capable of, uh, last year. Nick continuing to, uh, you know, Vooch being, being that all-star. You know, if everybody kind of downgrades or doesn't really step up, you know, the other teams are gonna, are gonna just stop us. So. The only thing that I think could that, you know, is kind of within the realm of possibilities to cause us to, you know, win less than 40 games would be for the team to really, you know, get away from and lose their identity that they built last year. Um, You know, the shot making you can't always control, but the thing that you can control every night is the way that you play uh, and how hard you play. And I think that had, you know, a big hand in the success that we had last year is that the team really found an identity, you know, hard-nosed defensive team, um, really solid on the glass, uh, and didn't give up, you know, too many, you know, turnovers themselves and allow other teams to get out in transition and to get quick buckets. So if the team kind of starts to get away from that, um, and also like offensively, if Aaron Gordon were to go back to, you know, making some questionable decisions and if Evan is making a lot of questionable decisions uh, and the team just tries to kind of go back to like hero ball and everybody kind of does their own thing. Um, and if that yeah. just becomes like a season long trend to me, that's really the only thing that I could see happening that would cause this team to win less than 40 games is really for them to lose the identity that they built last year. Uh, I, I hope um, that we're right in this, but I really just don't see that happening. So uh, yeah, I don't. That I think either. I think the floor is probably 40 wins for this team. Anything less than that, I I will I'll honestly be shocked. Yeah. Do you want to put a number on that? What do you think is the floor? I mean, I would hope 40. Um, but like I said, we just got to see what happens. I I don't even I don't even think we 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 need to be talking about what you know is the worst possible situation and stuff like that positive um, vibes yeah positive vibes only you know our, i think our team's gonna be good i i would i would agree with you and then from our boy larry jenkins so at blaze 187 ace on twitter does ag have to reach all-star levels for us to legitimately compete and if he fails to get there knowing the team history of the team letting young talent get away do you keep him or trade him um, but if Aaron doesn't get to his all-star potential that we, you know, we think that he has, would you keep him or would you trade him away? It, it depends on how the team is doing with him. Um, if he's not at the all-star level and we're still winning, and it's good for our team chemistry, and he's still playing well, I say we keep him. But obviously, with the kind of contract that he has, if we can trade him for something better and we think we're going to improve the team if we trade him, then obviously we we take that chance and trade him. Um, but that's only if he doesn't become at least close to all-star level. Um, I don't I don't feel that he needs to exactly be an all-star because there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of great players that haven't been on an all-star team. Um, 
but you know, in the East, he should be able to make an all-star team. Right. Yeah. And and just like these last two questions, like you know, what what could go terribly wrong? What if Aaron Gordon doesn't reach the all-star? I don't like these thoughts, man. I mean, I I understand that it's possible, and I, they're great questions, but um, I'm just with the season, you know, coming so close. I'm just trying to get hyped up and and, and get excited here. So. Um, knowing the history of the team, you know, letting young talent get away, do you trade or, or keep him? In, in my mind, knowing the history of this team, um, I, I would keep him. Um, and the reason being is that I just I feel like he has all the tools, you know, to, to figure it out. Um, if it doesn't happen this year, will I be concerned? A hundred percent. If he doesn't make the all-star team, it's not going to be the end of the world. As long as he like is in the consideration for it, or if there's some talk about, you know, maybe you know, Aaron could be a you know outside pick for you know an all-star reserve or something like that. As long as at some point during the season he's in that conversation um, and he's able to play at that level consistently, uh, I'll be very encouraged. But uh, if he regresses this year, uh, I would be legitimately concerned. But it just seems like with a lot of guys, you know, we have them here, we trade them away. You know, they go somewhere else and, and they just become better. Looking at guys like Maurice Harkless, obviously Victor Oladipo, Tobias Harris. Uh, I, I just don't want to add Aaron Gordon to that list. So I would be very hesitant uh, to trade Aaron Gordon. From our yeah. boy Lil Tulo, uh, Carson Tulo, always a big supporter of the show. Appreciate that, man. Uh, he's asking, would you take the over or under on Jonathan Isaac averaging 14 points per game this season? I say over. Over, say okay. Over. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna, you know, I think I, I'm gonna go with over for sure. I okay. think he's gonna improve. I think he's gonna improve that three point percentage. His his jump shot's gonna gonna fall, and then his, you know, playing year three, I think he's gonna be able to average at least fifteen. Well, this is this is my thing. I would say over under. I would say either at 14 or slightly below, like something like 13.7 points per game. The reason being is last year, um, you know, the steps that he took, you know, he was only at 9.6 points per game. So, yeah, you know, I think we all, you know, uh, you know, kind of expect that the three-point shooting is going to get a little bit better, probably see him do some more things, you know, off the dribble. Outside of him taking like a huge step, which I don't know if he's quite, po- you know, po- posed, Oh my gosh, can't speak tonight. Uh, I don't know if he's quite posed, you know, to to make that kind of a leap just yet. I could see him doing that eventually, um, but I just haven't seen enough from him on the offensive end, uh, particularly from a mindset of scoring and you know getting to the basket, getting to the free throw line. Saw a little bit of it in the uh, the USA you know blue and white scrimmage game that we saw. He was you know more aggressive and as far as trying to get to the rim and stuff like that, but. Um, I think I just need to see a little bit more out of him aggressively, you know, from a mindset uh, perspective, um, but also some of the offensive tools I think need to develop a little bit more um, in order for him to, to take a bigger scoring role. I just see, you know, okay. guys like Vooch probably going to average, you know, 18 to 20 points. I think Aaron will score a little bit more than he did last year. We're hoping Evan is going to score a little bit more than he did last year. Um so I think the offense overall is going to see an upswing. How much of one, we just don't know until we see the team take the floor. But I just don't know if there's going to be enough points uh, to go around for Jonathan Isaac to take not only that kind of leap, but also an expanded role in the offense. So 
Uh, with that, Carson, I think we're just going to have to wait and see. But but great answer, Will. Uh, and then from our boy Preston34, uh, at Preston34 on Twitter, how do you think they split the minutes between Birch and Bamba uh, for the bench center? And how many guys do you think will be in the rotation? So I'll, I'll take the beginning of this one. So um, to be honest, early in the season, I don't think Birch is going to see the floor uh, barring Bamba just looking completely lost or barring some kind of injury. Yes, we brought back Birch. Uh, yes, we brought back Vooch. Obviously, Bamba is still there, or you wouldn't be asking this question. Um, but I just think you really have to, you know, let the reins loose on Bamba. See what he's capable of. See what he's been able to grow and improve on during the summer. And I think you have to give him as many minutes as you can in order to do that. Do I think he's ready yeah. for a starting job in the NBA? No. That's why you bring back Vooch. But that doesn't mean that Bamba's not going to see the floor and, and get significant minutes. With that being said, giving some of the backup minutes to Birch, uh, I just don't think that's really smart. I think you need to give Bamba as much time as you can so that uh, he can you know, just get his reps in. What about you? Yeah, no, I, I agree 100% with what you're saying. You know, you're you're investing in a young guy in Bamba, and and you gotta you gotta let him. I mean, it's nice that we have Ken back, but you know, Bamba is our future, and you know, we just gotta let him improve. And he's not gonna improve if he's not playing the minutes he needs to play. So leave Bamba in, backup center. Um, and you know, if we need Birch here and there, then you know, we use them for, you know to his advantage but you know in the long run we're 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 investing in this young core that we have and, and Bamba's part of it so we just gotta let him play. Yeah, and I think Birch came back to this the team kind of fully understanding what his role is going to be. You know, he was a restricted free agent uh for some time, you know, before coming back and agreeing to terms with the Orlando Magic. Uh I think he was probably looking for more money somewhere else probably, you know, aren't we all? Uh, but probably was looking to see, you know, what roles, you know, would be out there for him. I'm sure, you know, he and his family, you know, enjoy, you know, living in Orlando and playing in Orlando. You know, I'm sure he likes the guys that he plays with and, you know, the staff here. Uh, but I don't think he comes back, um, you know, under the assumption that he's going to be the full-time starting, you know, center. Steve Clifford uh, recently said in an interview with, you know, OrlandoMagic.com's John Denton is that, he doesn't believe you should lose, you know, your role to an injury. And essentially that's what happened to Bamba last year. He, you know, had that stress fracture in his leg and then, you know, Birch took over for the rest of the season. But you've got to let Bamba come back in. Um, and if he's not performing or whatever the case may be, then, yeah, maybe you throw Birch in there. But especially at the beginning of the season, I think you've got to let Bamba loose, see what he can do. Um, I really – I'll be surprised if Birch sees the floor – uh, in the first couple of weeks. How many guys do I think will be in the rotation? Clifford has said time and time again he really prefers, you know, the, the nine-man rotation. Yeah, Maybe, you know, to try to get Wessa Wundu, you know, some minutes, which I really think he deserves. Uh, you know, we brought in Aminu, who is going to take up a lot of minutes. But uh, just to try to get Wes, you know, maybe some burn. Um, maybe we see the, the uh, rotation get expanded to ten men, but – uh, I really don't see it going any, you know, further than that. What about you? No, I'm, you know, like you said, you know, he's he said it time and time again, you know, nine-man rotation. You got to let these guys play and get their minutes in, warm up in the games, and and you know that that team chemistry is going to build with 
the smaller the smaller groups, you know, you can't be having 12 people playing in the game. You're taking too many minutes away from from other players and stuff like that. They're not building the the right chemistry. So, you know, I like you said, the nine man rotation. That's 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 Steve Clifford right there, and that's how that's how it's going to be this season. That's how it's going to be. And then our last question um, from our guy at Callum underscore DCFC11 on Twitter: If someone does who will regress the most this season? In his opinion, he would go either Terrence Ross or possibly Nikola Vucevic. So, Will, who, uh, if anyone, do you think might regress a little bit this season? For me, I would say it's it's a tough one, but I, for me, I think it would be DJ. Um, you know, he had he had career numbers last year. Um, he's he's a point guard. It's a point guard heavy league. He's in his 30s now. Um, Markel, depending on whether or not Markel can can come off the bat and and play to the potential that you know we we all hope that he can play at, um, I think it would be DJ. So if Markel comes in, he's taking over some of DJ's you know some of those minutes that DJ's used to playing. He might slow down. We just got to see how it goes. But to me, it would be DJ. Well, that's a that's a fantastic answer, my man. And, and to be honest, I was going to go somewhere else with it, um, but I love the I love the points that you just brought up because uh, losing your your starting job uh, is kind of the definition of regression. And if Markel Fultz is and you know comes in and is the player that we want him to be and expect him to be, at some point he will be taking over the starting point guard role. Um, and in that yeah. case, that would be a little bit of regression. Uh, from DJ, but I think uh, that re- might not be the worst thing, uh, regression from DJ, because we really don't ask DJ to do too much. Bring the ball up the floor, don't turn the ball over, get the offense initiated, and then knock down open jumpers. So yeah. as long as he's able to do those things, um, you know, whatever kind of regression he may have, I don't think is going to be the end of the world. Uh, but where I was going to go, I I was actually going to go Terrence Ross. Uh, and the reason being is as as great as, as Terrence played uh, last year, um, he also had, you know, career numbers. Shot the ball incredibly well, you know, especially out of, like, you know, pick and roll sets, um, just contested threes. I mean, you name it. The guy was just on fire the entire season. Um, and I just don't know if he can – keep up that exact level i think he's capable um but if i had to pick anybody to maybe regress this season um i think it might be terrence uh just because i think the dynamic of that bench unit is going to be a little bit different especially at first uh you know with markel fultz hopefully being implemented uh into that second unit but then you add another guy like alpha rick aminu who's a veteran in the league who obviously knew that coming to this team he's taking a little bit of a lesser role, but I still think he's going to want to, you know, get some touches and at least put up some numbers in that second unit. But I do love the the points that you made about DJ. Um, so I'm going to switch my answer. I, I just because off of you know what you said, I, I think it most likely is if anybody's going to regress a little bit, um, it's going to be DJ. Uh, and just because of the fact that we're hoping and and kind of expecting that Markel is going to be so good that it's going to force Clifford's hand to put yeah. him into the starting role at, at some point. So, so great answer, well, my man. You, you uh, changed my mind on the fly. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> 
Awesome. Well, that's all the fan questions uh, that we have, you know, this week. So uh, once again, thank you guys, you know, that submitted questions. Uh, if you're listening and you'd ever like us to, you know, answer your question, you know, on the show here, just shoot it at us, you know, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever the case may be. Uh, we, I think we do our best, Will, to answer pretty much every question um, as it is right now. So hopefully uh, another couple of weeks we'll have some more uh, to talk about, guys. Uh, once again, media day is going to be coming up very quickly. Then training camp, the the start of uh, of preseason. Uh, Will and I are, are still playing. We haven't bought our tickets yet, but uh, for a preseason game on a Sunday, I, I don't know if, if we'll be in too much trouble if we kind of wait until, you know, the week before or, you know, a few days before or whatever. But uh, if you're in the Orlando area, if you're going to be in the Orlando area October 13th, um, the Magic are going to be playing the, the Philadelphia 76ers in Orlando. Forget what time it is. Um, but, you know, make sure, you know, come out to that, that show, uh, to that, that game, excuse me, um, and, and just see how the, the team is looking, uh, in preseason. It'll be exciting, uh, of course, to make that drive down I-4, Will, just kidding. Um, but it's always exciting to, to be back in the Amway and, and see some familiar faces. So that'll be a lot of fun. Will, we have almost, we're almost there, man. Just a, a few more weeks. Magic I know. Basketball will be back. And all will be right in the world. Any any last oh, yeah. thoughts, my friend? Um, right now, man, just excited for for the season to start and training camp and pr- and uh, the preseason to start. And you know, I'm ready to go, man. It's been a long, long summer. It has long. been. Man. It really has. It really has. Well, folks, yeah. that's all we've got this week. Thank you guys for listening so much. As always, this has been Jonathan and Will. This has been the Six Man Show. We will catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening to the Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Six Man Show and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!